0: It's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 536 for May 10th, 2018, and I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is none other than Max Sparky, also known as David Sparks. Welcome to the show, David.
1: Hello, Allison Sheridan. I I was just trying to think, what is a pond between us? Maybe Lake Irvine? I don't know. (laughs) We don't have much water between us.
0: If you if you take a little turn, you could pick up some Pacific Ocean on your way. I suppose. That'd be there, you <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I don't well, really- actually.
1: I'm I'm out of the Catalina today, just for you.
0: Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, that was handy. Well, to everybody else, I asked David to come on the show today for a couple of reasons. First, because he's entertaining and funny and the most self-deprecating person I have ever met in my life. By the way, his uh, his tagline is uh, he calls himself a productivity con man. Uh, anyway, and second, because he knows a thing or two about creating books and iBooks author. And if you've been paying any attention to the show recent, you'll know that I've uh, tried to do that. And I've been far less successful in my attempts. Uh, but before we dig into that, um, most people probably already know you, but let's give them some background on the 800 different kinds of things you do. You do a lot of stuff, right?
1: <laughs> I, I keep busy.
0: <laughs> you don't have time for the bars. That's for sure. So first of all, you're a podcaster. Well, maybe not first, but you are a podcaster, right? Tell us about your I shows. Am.
1: Yeah. So I've got the uh, Mac Power Users, which I do with Katie D. Floyd, which is a young upstart show compared to the Nozilli cast, but, <laughs> but we're coming on nine years. So we've been doing it a little while. Wow. And, uh, uh, that so that's uh that's really fun uh we talk about all apple technology and you know just how to get the most out of it it's it's a we try to make it high signal to low noise it's it's a lot of fun to make and
0: it's real deep it dives time. too it's real chewy yeah. you really dig in right
1: sometimes yeah sometimes we go pretty deep <laughs> and the other show i do is called the free agents i do that with jason snell and um it's all about jason and i both quit our jobs from companies a few years ago we stuck it to the man so we decided to make a show talking about uh what that's like and you know whether or not you should do it and what the, the good parts and the bad parts are oh
0: sounds uh, really fun
1: that show also has a lot of productivity talking it it's not <laughs> um it's not mac type productivity but more just general kind of productivity stuff so, so it's
0: about not not just sitting around in your pajamas all day it's sitting around in your pajamas all day but getting stuff done
1: yeah exactly um you got when you're on your own you can't rely on anybody else to do it for you so you got to figure out ways to get very efficient
0: yeah and are, are what network are these on now
1: uh, they're both on Relay. Um, the uh, so Relay.fm is uh, Relay, Relay.fm slash MPU for Mac Power users, and Relay.fm slash Free Agents for the Free Agents. And I believe that the Free Agents podcast has the best entry music and narrative of any, <laughs> any podcast ever made. Uh, did That's you have chance
0: write that music?
1: Uh, no, I didn't. Chris Breen wrote it, but oh, it's uh, cool. it's you know, because the Free Agents, we kind of went with the spy theme. The icon is like a hat. You know, dark hat, and we got like James Bond music. It's it's pretty. Even if you don't care about free agents, just listen to the beginning once. It's kind of fun. (laughs) Just we got a British guy to do the narration, so it's all. We went all in with James Bond.
0: that sounds really fun i gotta check that out i had actually never heard about it until i uh i actually looked up your bio going who's this joker i asked on here you know i I think
1: i need need to do a better job of talking about my podcast
0: (laughs) i don't pay very good attention so you know yeah uh okay so uh, well we briefly mentioned there uh you're kind of a uh an ad hoc musician as well is that right you you
1: uh i'm a terrible musician but i like (laughs) it uh i I play the saxophone when Mm -hmm. i was uh was a kid, I was actually pretty good. When I was in high school, I was in like some of the state bands and did some studio work. But then, you know, I realized I needed to get a job. And so I went to school and did the thing. I sold my saxes as the kids were born because we were broke and we needed my diapers, you know how it goes. <laughs> and now, as I'm an old fart, I'm starting to buy some. Some saxes, again, trying to replenish my collection. And uh, because I'm a free agent, I work from home many days. So while I'm in my pajamas, some days I will strap on my saxophone and play some scales or something. It's fun.
0: though. <laughs> I, when we uh, first had big money, uh, you know, crunch with buying a house, we tried to give up Tancredge Inn. That was our 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 big uh, belt tightening. We we went back to tankery quite quickly, but
1: uh, yeah,
0: you sold your saxes. Yeah. We tried to give up a specific gin, same thing, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> a tenor and a soprano. I miss them, but that's Aww. okay. Aww. I, I I got two great kids in return, so it all worked out. <laughs>
0: Pretty good trade off. I still got my yeah. and my piccolo, but I don't play them.
1: So, wait a second, you play an instrument? Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah, that's one of the funny things about my my anti music thing is uh, Yes.
1: I wait, I thought you just my mind is blown, Alison <laughs> Sheridan. What what is I going was, on?
0: Uh, I was second chair flute and first chair piccolo. Uh, throughout high school. I was, I, here's, here's the issue. I played every note exactly when they told me to play it. I played it as loud as they told me to play it. And I played the next note in the right rhythm that they told me to play it. But apparently that's not music. That is an play like an engineer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> My mother said I so, attacked the piano as a child. So.
1: Did you, um, play the, um, what is it? The, um, the piccolo solo and, um, the, uh, Sousa march? Uh, I that
0: that was the year before I was uh, I was playing piccolo, but we did do that. That is a killer, killer. I love that. I have played it, but that I didn't get to play it marching band myself, but I have played it. That's a that's a fantastic part. I love
1: that. I, I feel like that's like it for piccolo players. It's like, where do you go after that? I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, well, our, our marching band was horrible. My, my senior year in high school, we only had 70 people in band and 30% of them were flutes and piccolos. So my, okay. my marching band director decided to just lean in and he put us in front. Have you got any idea what four piccolos and 25 flutes sound like coming right at you first? Thing?
1: <laughs> it's like all the rats start following your band.
0: Oh, it was, it was just, I mean, screech. I mean, there's no such thing as two piccolos in tune with each other. So four, you have a chance.
1: Well, it's and, fun going back and playing again after so many years. And I, I definitely, my chops are very rusty, but... It's it's just for me uh, a way sometimes in the afternoon to take thirty minutes and and you know, you have your brain do something different.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would bet so. Well let's see. Speaking of something different, you also blog at maxbarkey.com. You write all kinds of stuff over there too, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd do that. <laughs> you happen That's, to be a full time lawyer. Uh, sort of full time. <laughs> yeah. I, Free agent I, lawyer. Yeah. I mean, I, I represent a lot of companies and I, I'm kind of slowing down some of the more time intensive pieces of that so I can have time to do some of this other stuff. Okay. But, yeah.
0: And of course, I'm not going
1: to stop being a lawyer, but I, I, I'm trying to like adjust the knobs so I have a little more balance. Oh, cool.
0: Well, anyway, of all of those things, that's none of what we're going to have you on for today. It's because you're also an author. So you write books that you call field guides and yeah. right is an interesting word to use here, but described as what is a field guide?
1: Well, to me, uh, it all goes back to a person of a certain age who grew up watching Indiana Jones and the, uh, and he had those little books he'd carry around with all his notes in it. Uh, the, the one that really stands out for me is the grail diary from the third Indiana Jones. Like his dad had all these notes. And I always thought that was totally cool. You know, that you'd have a little leather book you carried around with all your notes. So, When I started writing books, I did a couple books for a big publisher. That you know, that uh, for a while I was in Barnes and Noble and all that stuff. But I I wanted to do more. I wanted to make them better, and the only way I could really do that was by self-publishing. And when I started, decided to start self-publishing, the whole idea of the field guide came back to me. I said, I want to write my books. I'm going to kind of brand them as these field guides. So uh, I love the dichotomy of like. Uh, cutting edge technology presented in a manner that feels more like an old timey book, you know? And so it's a, it's a digital book. If you look at it, there's lots of like, there's antique pictures of a printing press in the book about paperless and there's old envelopes in the book about email. And so it's just kind of like a mix. It's, it's a weird thing, but it just, it it makes me giggle when I look at it. (laughs) So the idea of a field guide is to, is to put together a group of media for someone that wants to get better at something and just kind of lay it out for them. Like a good example is the paperless field guide. It's, 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 I think it's about 30,000 words and 150 pages or so. And it's all about, how to do paperless, how, which scanner should you buy? What's the software you should use to automate the process. And then there's a bunch of embedded screencasts in there showing you, well, here's how you run Hazel so you can automatically file your documents or here is video of the scanner operating. So you can hear how loud it is, if this is the right scanner for you or not, (laughs) you know, it's just like all sorts of, I just wanted to make it kind of a thorough guide on that kind of stuff. And now I've done seven of them. Uh, wow. So it's fun. And and in addition to the seven, and, and they've all been published under iBooks author. So they're all iBooks, you know, uh, the media rich books, they have embedded video. Most of them have an hour or two of video inside them. Uh, and then I've also done some of what I call video field guides. And that's when uh, I get a lot of requests to teach a certain application like um, OmniFocus is a good one. Uh, a lot of people want to learn OmniFocus, but it, they feel like the on-ramp is too hard. So I made a video. It's like, I think it's like three and a half hours. I don't even remember how long it is now, but it's super long, but it's all video. And then on that, you actually go to Vimeo and you buy it so you can stream it to all your devices. And that's a video field guide because it doesn't have the, the iBook element to it. It's just the video. And I've got like four or five of those. I've actually lost count. I have to go to my website and look, but well, I want, I've I got a bunch of I want to take a chance too. to
0: gush right there because one of them is the one you did on Hazel, correct? Yeah. And that, yeah. I, I'm telling you, I, I watched two hours of David Sparks making me laugh, but teaching me how to use it. And, and I think that's one of the tricks is if I'm laughing, I'm, I'm learning for sure. I can pay attention and I, I've lost the capacity to read instructions. I'm just not interested in reading anymore. But your video field guides are spectacular. I mean, I learned how to do it when, OK, got it. I didn't. I, yeah. I didn't even have to refer back to it because the examples were so vivid and so memorable and so exactly um, matched to the need that I didn't feel like I, I needed to go back and have a reference guide as much as. Which is one of the problems with video. It's hard to go look up what was that one thing I wanted to remember. And so yeah. you do it in a way, and I, I hope you're blushing because you should be. But uh, it, it just—they're fantastic. I love that one. Yeah. That was just really might, made me happy.
1: That- that popping sound is the headphones. They're, they're <laughs> popping out. My head is growing. Now, it, it, I I really love making this stuff. You know, it's like uh, as dorky as it sounds. It's one of the proudest things I am of the creations I've made over the course of my life is these books where and I hear from people all over the world that get them and like them and they. And it helps them. I sometimes I get emails from people talking about how you know they get their work done faster and they spend more time with their family because of oh, wow. something they read, some dumb thing I wrote in a book. And <laughs> it just you know it really makes me happy. I I I mean I am very uh, always thrilled to hear about things like that. So and it, it, that's what keeps me making them. I mean I make some money on them. I sell them. You got to pay me if you want one. But the uh, but I'm not like I don't have the condo in Hawaii yet. But the <laughs> but it is nice to share that stuff and, and to I see people you might out be a in the teacher. world. Yeah. It's part of it. I think.
0: <laughs> well, and I'm a screencaster myself and I know that doing video screencasting is super easy unless you add the word good in front of it right it's really easy to do bad screencasting you turn on the recorder and you fumble around and you don't have a plan and and you don't have good examples ready and you spend a bunch of time goofing around and the screen's jumping around and the things don't stay in the same place so it is Uh, a ton of work to do well and you do it really well
1: and it's a lot easier now than it used to be when i first started in this racket like 10 years ago it was yeah, you, you needed Final Cut, and you needed—I mean, there were specific oh. apps for the screen capture. It was—they
0: were horrible. One of them was just like yeah. I wanted to put a fork through my eyeball when I used it.
1: Yeah, it's—it's it's got a lot easier, but—but but it's, it's still, you're right. I think to really put it together in a way that makes sense for people is the key. Like, I'm OmniFocus version three is going to come out in a couple months, and I'm going to do a whole new one for that, and I've got this. Mind map that looks like I don't know, it's crazy, but it's gonna. By the time I get it all together and record, it's gonna be really nice and help people figure it out.
0: Well, let's talk about the process then. That I saw a presentation you did at MacWorld uh, quite a few years ago where you talked about using a mind map and outlining and mind map back and forth and walk through how you write a book. How how do you do a book like this?
1: Yeah, the um well, a good example probably would be the most recent one, the iPhone Field Guide, because that one's a little different. Um. Most books I write are a mile deep and an inch wide. <laughs> and this book is a mile wide and an inch deep. You know, I, I wanted to do a book on how to get better at the iPhone. And what really inspired me to write the book was just looking at family and friends, people who don't listen to Mac Power users or Nozilla Cast, uh, but have an iPhone and want to be better at it. And mm-hmm. there's so much untapped potential in there for those people. So, So I made this book and I went through and, um, And I wanted to cover how to use the operating system, how to pick an iPhone, what are the best accessories, um, what are the best apps in multiple categories? Like if you want a calculator, what are the best apps for calculators? What are the best apps if you want to write words? What are the best apps if you want to play games? And so I ended up with this crazy amount of this. I started with this mind map and I just started writing down anything that came to me that I thought would be a good idea to include in the book. book ended up. 450 pages and um, 44 chapters. So, but it all started in that mind map and I would just add ideas to it. And, and the way I call it cooking ideas, the way my brain works is I'm not good at like last minute stuff. You know, there's some people in the world who you can hand something to at the last minute and they can make something amazing and, you know, bless them. I'm so happy for them, but that's not me. The only way I can make anything that's not complete garbage is to really work on it over time. And so I start a mind map and then... Because the one I use is MindNode, which I was thinking when you just asked that question, I think you are the person that turned me on to MindNode like <laughs> a long time ago. Oh, uh, it, we were, I think we were at Macworld and you said, "Oh, because I was saying all these all these MindMap apps are so expensive. You're like, oh, no, no, just go download MindNode. That's the one. It was like version one on the Mac. It was way ago, long ago. But anyway, uh, fast forward, it's a great app. It's on iOS, iPhone, iPad, and Mac. And it uses iCloud syncing and it's flawless never lost any data. So I can be in line at the restaurant and pull my phone out and say, oh, I want to add Solver to the calculator chapter. I just add that to the node, stick it back in my pocket when I get back to my Mac, it's still there and I just cook the idea over time that way as, as ideas come to me, I add them and that's I've done the, the first same thing. I think
0: I think that really is the key is, is that you can throw it in at any time and then maybe it doesn't get thrown into the right little bubble and later on you go, oh wait a minute, I've got a bunch of email apps, I should put those all in a clump together I was talking about yeah. activity, but it seems like it's splintering now, I've got enough of each topic that I want to separate that and dragging yeah. those little nodes around makes it really Easy to to rethink the way you you designed it. Unlike uh, an outline, and outline's a lot clumsier, I think, for that sort of yeah. Thing.
1: Well, like I think humans are bad at um, multi at multitasking. You know, the idea of consciously doing two things at the same time. If you look any study, it tells you how bad we are. We at that. think
0: we're but- good at it. At least women do.
1: Oh, well, they do. It's funny you say that because my wife and I have this discussion all the time because she's convinced she's good at it. And I I sent her the study. They did a study where the people who thought they were good at it actually weren't. Oh, yeah. um, That's what I've heard. (laughs) Yeah. But the, but the one thing we are good at that is, um, is what I would call multi processing. The human brain can process things as a background task, I guess to put it in nerd speak, you know, Hmm. so you have something that's on your mind and you go do something else and then you come back. A lot of times, the background processor solved the problem for you, and that's the whole idea for me. Is cooking ideas. It's like, okay, I'm going to do a book about the iPhone. I'm going to make it as broad as possible to to give everybody a little something that can help them. And then I go off and you know, you know, fly my drone or play with the kids or do a write a legal brief. I come back the next day and suddenly I've got six ideas for the book.
0: I don't it, well, know what times came if, from. if there was something you were stuck on, you come back and you look at it, and go, oh, there it is. It's almost yeah. like, um, well, I don't know whether that's a background process that was running or the fact that there was an interrupt that, that kicked it back up into the right spot.
1: Yeah, I like don't those. know. But either for me, I, I like to think of it as, as background because it feels to me like when I come back to it, it's like the answer is in the queue. I don't even have to <laughs> work for it. It's just sitting there for me.
0: So mind maps know? are a great way to do that too, to be, be throwing the pieces in and then you look at it and you see the pattern or whatever it was you were trying to get across, right?
1: Exactly. And the idea that you can get easy access to it. I mean, mind maps to me make a ton of sense on an iPad. That's like something that iPads are yeah. like, sell at.
0: No, I, I've but heard the, a lot of people say they don't think the way mind maps think. They've tried yeah, it K- and it doesn't work for them.
1: Yeah, Katie on MacPowers is like that. She much prefers Omni Outliner. She wants to have an outline. Um I think that's fine. Whatever floats your boat, you know. Write it down in a Word doc. It doesn't matter. Make an Apple Notes note. Put stuff in there. Uh, for me, I I like the mind map because I like the idea of moving things around. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I like the idea that nothing is really solid at that planning stage. I, I want my uh my brain to be willing to throw things out and turn things upside down. And when I start putting it in a sorted list of words, it's harder for me to do that.
0: I do my um, my videos for Don McAllister for Screencast Online. I always do a mind map on those because as I'm in the discovery phase of an app, that's when I don't know what the pattern's going to look like. I don't know what yeah. things are going to go together. So I, I go, oh, I got to remember it's got iCloud syncing. Okay, put in a little bubble that says that. I don't know where it goes. Throw it up there. And then later on, you say, oh, okay, now when I talk about being on the Mac and on the iPhone, I need to say this. And so I, a lot of times it's easier for me to actually run through and create the video when I've turned it into a, um, into an outline. But when I'm creating it, it has to be a mind map. It's the only way I can think.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like people who I did a book, you know, I, somebody makes a joke about me that I don't have a single unpublished thought, which might be true, <laughs> but the um, I, I did a book on presentations. And, and one of the things that people ask me is like, I I always get stuck in keynote, you know, I always get stuck. And to me, the, when, when you tell me that, what I'm hearing is, you're not doing enough planning, you don't have a mind map, you don't have an outline or something. Yeah. Keynote's not the place that you plan your presentation. Keynote's the place that you just make the presentation. It's the last step. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I, I think there's something to that.
0: You know at work, I used yeah. to um since people printed all the time, I wasn't one of them, but I would dumpster dive next to the printer and get get old paper out of the out of the uh trash and then I'd keep a stack of it on my desk and when I needed to do a presentation, I would create it on that. Because I yeah. couldn't possibly think about formatting if I was scribbling on a piece of paper. And I think it's the formatting that gets you hung up that you're like, oh, you know, that would look better over a little bit. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure I like that bullet so much. You know, that's not word exactly. wrapping quite correctly. I have too many things on this page. You know, I need a graphic. And you've completely interrupted that creativity of thinking about what is it you're going to say in the first place.
1: And, and honestly, if you could give in a big presentation, start that outline two months before you give it. I mean... Spend six weeks letting that thing, fester. you know, kind of fester and boil. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, a, simmer. The, the episode, really th- really yeah, it's funny how you and I both came to that, though, right? Um, th- there's an episode of Mac Power Users. It's really old. It's uh, Mac Power Users. It's MPU, uh, relay.fm slash MPU slash 82. It's episode 82. We're now on show 430, so that gives you an idea. <laughs> but it's called Cooking Ideas, and I, I go through the whole way I do this stuff, if it's at all interesting to you.
0: Oh yeah, I like it. I like it. So the thing you taught at MacWorld was the idea of going from a mind map to uh, an outline, which I didn't know they both support. Is it XML? Opml. Opml, that's right.
1: Yeah. So Opml is kind of like the open standard uh, markup language for outlines, and uh, I don't I don't remember what it stands for. But I think it's outline and markup language and something with the P. But either way, Mm -hmm. um, uh, all those apps. Any, any mind map and any outlining program worth its salt supports OPML. Which Outline is processor
0: standard. markup language.
1: There I, we go. I See, I was close. Yep. I, I, I just missed the P. But either way, so you've got the um, uh, whatever. So if you're in an, a mind map. You can export to OPML, then you can open it in any outliner, and it'll format it into an outline. This, and the same goes the opposite direction. If you start in an outline, you want to throw it into a mind map, you export as OPML, then open it up in your favorite mind mapping program. And it allows you to jump back and forth. I have to admit, I, I used to do that a lot more. These days, I'm so comfortable with the mind mapping format that I usually just keep it there. Oh, interesting. Uh, it, so until... Yeah, until the end. If it's something like I'm going to do linearly, like if it's something where I'm just thinking, I'll I'll just like, if it's a long letter or whatever, I will just finish there and leave it in um, mind map. Uh, if it is a screencast where it's going to have a shoot order, um, I need to put everything in line. So I make sure like the examples are, you don't want to have the examples out of order and things. Hmm. You know, there's things you can do in screencasts. That get really wonky if you're not if not very deliberate. So I put those into an Omni Outliner outline at the end, but I don't go back and forth as much as I used to.
0: Interesting, interesting. So you use uh, mind maps for writing a letter?
1: Um, well, I that I, I, I was a like for instance, as a lawyer, sometimes you write really long letters to people that your clients are mad at or somebody you're trying to make a deal with, and if you got a seven or eight page letter, oh wow, uh, I will I will start a lot of times with a mind map with just what are the things I want to say? What are the points? What are the arguments I want to make? And again, I, it won't be six weeks, but it may be two or three days and the mind note before it gets turned into an actual letter. Assuming I have that kind of time available.
0: I don't think I've ever written a two page letter.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I've written some doozies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So when we've talked about writing and we've talked about screencasting, your field guides uh, other than the straight video field guides, are written text, they're screenshots, and embedded video screencasts, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> I tried to... Uh, uh, you and I both know Wally Chawinski. He suggested that I take my uh, travel logs that I write when I go on vacation and I put them into an iBook. And my blog post afterwards, my never having an unpublished thought, my blog post afterwards was entitled, Which is Worse?, iBooks author or pages. Cause I just, it was hard, David. It was really hard to get it to look even, I mean, I went for not crappy is was the threshold I was looking for and yours are beautiful. So, what well, are I mean, the tricks?
1: I've got a little, I've got a little more experience with that than <laughs> you do, but I do feel like, you know, everybody says to run iBooks author, you need a really fast Mac with lots of memory, you know, and, and some patience and design. eye. And the part people always leave off is you also need plenty of alcohol because <laughs> ah. that app is, it's a, sometimes it's just, it just makes you completely insane. The, the books that come out of iBooks author are gorgeous. I think if you do them right, I mean, if you look at one of my books, I'm pretty proud of them. I think they're good looking books. They, they have great typography. Um, the built-in video plays flawlessly. There's just nothing, nothing goes wrong. I mean, so often eBooks are like these monstrosities where the text doesn't line up right. And, you know, every it's just, there are a lot of eBooks that look terrible. iBooks author books look beautiful if you do them right. But the process of getting in there is really a sausage factory. You don't want to know how it's made because no, I
0: do, uh, it's, exactly. it's hard. No, no it's really yeah, hard. Yeah, the right?
1: app is the app is buggy. Uh, like when you get towards the end, like this iPhone Field Guide has got over fifty videos in it, and it's over t- two hours of video, plus four hundred and fifty pages, plus sixty five thousand words. So it's like all these assets and pictures and galleries. So um, at the end, I, I liken it to—I'm um, probably dating myself—but when I was a kid, there was all these World War II movies that I used to love to watch, and. And, and there was always one about the guys flying the bombers. And at the end, the bomber would come back over the English Channel and like half of the wing would be blown off and there'd be <laughs> holes in the windows. And it'd just be barely getting there and it would just barely make it to the runway and land. You know, that was always the end. And you knew that plane was never going to fly again, but it got them home. Uh, but the <laughs> iBooks <laughs> author, as you get towards the end, you feel like you're in that B-17.
0: because, <laughs> And I, he had the alcohol I, too, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I had a friend who flew in World War II, and he told me that they always brought beer on those missions because it would be nice and cold when they landed from the altitude. <laughs> but anyway, um, the uh, so the the problem with iBooks Author is when it gets towards the end, and you add all those a- start adding all those assets into the iBooks Author, it gets real rickety, and it just some I th- I don't know if there's a memory leak or what the problem is, but it just some it just crashes randomly as you get towards the end. Uh, when I did I, the iPhone field guide, the most recent one, I spent a lot of time in iBooks author the last couple months, obviously. And uh, this time I had a bug that would involve resizing. I have a big 27 inch iMac and occasionally I'd want to resize the window. Anytime I resize the window, the app crashed, oh, just like wow. it was, it was, I don't know what it was, but it, every time I resized, it would crash. And then when you put all the videos in, um, it was just like the old days of the Microsoft Word. Uh, command s is your friend so like as i'm getting to the final edits like i change one word i hit save you know (laughs) and it takes a while to save because uh, the book itself is two gigabytes but the actual ibooks author file is like twice that size so it takes a while to save but you save anyway every time you make any change because you don't want it to crash on you and you have to say well where did i leave off before the last save so it's a it's a pain in the neck but it makes beautiful books so, um,
0: starting at the beginning, I, I got stuck by things that really surprised me. Like I, I created an iBook of, um, my, my document is only, I don't know, a hundred pages, something like that, 150 some, and, uh, maybe I forget how many pictures, but it was mostly pictures, no videos. And I, I chose a template and I went through and did all this stuff and then discovered that the template you choose forever changes what you can do with it. Like whether the words are going to flow, the the things will flow from page to page automatically or whether they won't, whether it can be landscape. If you chose that portrait one, you may never be allowed to go landscape. I mean, there are critical front end decisions that you have to make that you don't know the implications of.
1: Yeah. Well, you can get around some of those things. Like another thing I do on iBooks Author is they have never um, enabled you to attach a link to a graphics object, which is Pretty common in most apps, you know. The idea of to, I want to put a link on an object, mm-hmm. uh, especially for a book uh, an application that's used to do graphics layout. Wait, on a book. You
0: have links on objects because I just tapped I on a button on a thing that says App Store. It's a little brown circle says App Store, and I tapped on it, and I thought, well, that's not a link, and I hit it, and it was.
1: Well, guess what, Allison? <laughs> uh, that that little graphic object is not a link, but there is an invisible number zero. <laughs> Right over the top of that button. Oh,
0: that's so funny. So So I make a text
1: text box, uh, I'm sorry, uh, a a capital O or number zero, whatever. And I make a text box, I put that in there, I highlight it, I put the link on that. And then I resize it to be as big as the size of the object. And then I turn down the uh, opacity to zero. Oh gosh. (laughs) So are there a lot
0: of weird tricks like this that you're employing?
1: So many, so many, but but the, but I'll tell you what, I don't know that I'm going to make another book on iBooks author.
0: Oh no, really
1: yeah the um well like i 17 not look,
0: gonna fly again huh
1: no i think it's not gonna get off the runway again but yeah well the iphone field guide i'm going to continue to update that book because the idea with that one is like every six months i want to do an update for it okay. i'm charging a lot for it it's twenty dollars right now it's going to be 30 in a month so if you want to get it get it now but it's going to get free updates for a couple of years and so i'm going to continue working work on iBooks author to keep that book updated but the um but the going forward, I've been working with the new changes to Pages and the EPUB3 format that Pages supports now is a lot better, frankly, um, than it was ever before. Uh, it it's and it's stable software. I've I'm, I've already deep into my next book and it's being written in Pages, and I'm able to create graphics objects and I'm kind of creating the iBooks author experience by uh, clever tricks, just like the one I just described earlier but it allows me to embed screencasts and videos and galleries and pictures. So it's going to look great. But, the, um, but I think going forward, I'm going to do EPUB three.
0: So I tried to use uh, pages and I found that even worse. And that was hence my, my uh, you know, my blog post about which is worse. When,
1: when was that attempt?
0: The day it came out.
1: You're talking about the most recent update? Yeah. What was your problem?
0: everything uh, I'd have to go look it up actually I mean I, I so I wrote, read your
1: post, yeah. I wrote
0: my um, my original content was all in separate emails I copied and pasted each email into a long pages document just just as a way to have all the content in one place and then I figured I'd, I'd move it over and so I went into pages and I said okay I'm gonna create a new thing and it's going to be this book and I picked a template and I did a copy of the entire pages document I hit a pa- I hit paste and it put the entire document. All the, all the, the um, images and all of the text on one page. That was step yeah, one. that's odd. I mean, every yeah. single thing I did, and I couldn't take the, the thing I had and say, okay, make that into a book. I, I had a world of hurt trying to figure out how to get the pages to flow, the text to flow one, from one page to the next. I mean, I didn't find anything, as much as I hate iBooks author, I actually hated it more.
1: Well, I'd, I'd like to be looking over your shoulder that when you did that to see. So, what I did was I started with a template and I deleted all the text out of it. One of the uh-huh. EPUB templates in Pages, and then I started I didn't pasting start with text EPUB, in.
0: And I think that yeah, might I, have been a mistake. Oh, when I got yep. done, I had a, do- a document that nobody else could read if they didn't have iBooks, which isn't what I wanted yeah. to do either.
1: No, EPUB three is an open format. I mean, it works in iBooks, but it will work in other for other ePub readers it won't work on a Kindle because Amazon isn't supporting the open standard but which, EPUB, so you be can
0: convert to whatever what is it they do Moby is that the right one
1: yeah yeah they're, they're, I think there's something you can do for that
0: yeah so um you're finding it easier to work in pages than in iBooks author oh yeah
1: way easier I mean
0: really? so what differences yeah. what do you see that you like
1: well, uh, uh, the app doesn't crash. That's a good starting place. Um, Even
0: with giant documents,
1: uh, right? And my current field guide is now twenty thousand words, and it's got some videos, some test videos in it, but it doesn't have like it's not it's not a giant level yet. So I can't tell you. Maybe it okay. will. But can you I resize like it. it's the multi- window? Uh, re-si- oh yeah, I can resize the window, and I can also work on my iPad with it, which is a new thing for me, which is kind of nice. Yeah, Wait, I can write. You on can
0: it. create on your iPad. Yeah. Yeah, in the, in the book.
1: Yeah, the pages doc. Oh, it's a pages document. I can open pages on my iPad and just pick up where I left off. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't got to the point with the next book where I'm, you know, putting tons of media into it. For me, the starting point is always always getting the text written, and I'm still in that phase. But I've, I'm using the headings, the built in headings, and it's auto generating a table of contents. Uh, I use section breaks for each chapter, and it's allowing me to have individualized control over graphic objects for the chapters, like the background color of the page.
0: So back up a little bit. That's one of the places I got stuck a lot, was chapters versus sections versus pages. And I found that I couldn't move things between, like I wrote some stuff in a chapter, and I want. I said, oh, I'm going to move that to a different chapter, and I couldn't?
1: Yeah. Well, that that is not as easy as it is in iBooks Author. Um, but it, if you use sections and pages, uh, each, so I use each chapter as a separate section. Then when you, uh, long press, if you press and hold on the, the page in the left column of pages mm-hmm. on your Mac, then it groups each of the sections together and then you can literally move the sections. But if you want to move two pages out of one section to another, you have to copy and paste it manually. You can't just drag mm-hmm. the page and it'll resort it automatically. Which
0: seems kind of silliness, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's a word processor, not a book plan. I mean, you know, it's, they're both apps trying to do different things, but, uh, and then the, the, the trick with the export is I just export it as a fixed format because I like to make a beautiful layout and then that's the way it's going to look to anybody that buys it. They're going to see it. And the the reflowing text thing is where you get into a lot of trouble.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So allowing people to be flexible is where you'll get something that looks like garbage.
1: Yeah. So, and what I'm thinking about doing when this next book comes out is uh, because it's EPUB, I can actually sell it direct, you know, if you want to just buy it from me. So oh, I'm going right. to put it in, I'm, I'm giving you all my marketing secrets here that I haven't, I haven't said anything about yet, but when this book's done, I'll put a version in the iBook store, but I'm also going to just put it in a zip file and I'm going to have one with a fixed format for people that want to see it the way, you know, the creator intended. Mm-hmm. And the, um, <laughs> I'm going to have another version that's going to have reflowable text. That's going to be ugly, but, you know, if you want to make the text bigger, <laughs> you can use that.
0: Oh, actually that's a good point. Yeah. Reflowable t- or larger text is helpful for old people like me. Um, yeah. Did so- you know
1: that, you know, that just the other day I realized that I have to now wear glasses when I look at computer for the rest of my life. Oh, I, I put, I was sitting, cause I have readers. I, you know, you know, the whole thing yeah. when you start in your forties. Now I just turned 50. Uh, you have the cheaters that you use yeah. when you read a book that you used to make fun of people for. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was, I was looking at my computer. I was squinting. And then I, my, my reading glasses were next to the computer. So I put them on, looked at the screen, and I just went, damn, damn, <laughs> this is so much better. You know, though, it's uh, like I just got a new retina screen.
0: <laughs> the thing I noticed was that my neck hurt because I was wearing glasses with uh, bifocals essentially. And I was tilted, but I was having to tilt my head up so high that I had to get computer glasses. So I now have five different pairs of
1: glasses. Five. Computer glasses. Now, what are computer glasses? So
0: they're they're they've got the close focus up higher than you would normally wear walking around.
1: Okay.
0: So the, the problem with reading glasses is they're meant to help you look down. So I've got uh, what is it? Progressive. So looking down, yeah. they're uh, focused for reading, but they are focused a little farther away for computer distance, and then they're focused for distance far away.
1: Uh, yeah, we're going to this week in geriatric computing. The, uh So, so I've got the, uh, I've got the obligatory Warby Parker progressives, which are great, but you're right for, for the computer. I just got on Amazon for like $10, you get five pair of, oh. of cheaters. I think that's what I always call them. They work fine for me to see the computer, but yeah, I, I don't I think I d- have to keep them here all the time.
0: Well, so what I did was I got glasses that um, are all things at once. So I just wear glasses all the time, and that way I'm not always looking for cheaters. Of course, I pay way more for each pair, but uh, I don't need yeah. as many. But yes, this year in uh, this year in <laughs> geriatric computing would be fun. <laughs> so uh, this is interesting. How do you, looking at pages right now, it seems to me that if Apple is throwing its weight into pages, that makes more sense to learn that than it would to learn iBooks often. Yeah
1: that that's ultimately what i decided is i think with apple you gotta figure out which way the wind is blowing and ibook's I, I author still has inspectors you know it's if you look at it it's 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 really a 10 year old operate it's a 10 year old um user interface mm. you know it's the stuff they were doing years ago whereas okay. pages and pages is more stable the stability i mean i cannot understand how frustrating Having a program that crashes on you as often as iBooks Author does. Now, what I lose is a couple things. I lose the ability. There are some extra features in iBooks Author that I won't get in Pages. Like in iBooks Author, you can have where you tap on an image and it like gives you a little bubble that talks about what you just tapped. Oh, on. yeah. So, so some of the interactive elements, like I put some of those in the, the pay and the uh, paperless field guide. Um, you also lose, like in iBooks Author, once you know the app a little better, you can actually throw switches to have the book, uh, move between the ugly reflowable words and the pretty design. So you can have one file that does both. Um, although you make, uh, sacrifices when you do that and neither one is as good as it could be if you wanted to do both. Uh, but whereas now what I'll have to do with pages, I'll have to just make two different versions. Hmm. So, but But largely the the big pieces I need is is video playback and galleries and the ability to do, you know, uh, put add extra bits to the design and linking all that stuff is in pages.
0: So from a construction standpoint, you said the most important thing is to do the writing. So you do the writing first and then later on you do the images and the videos. Yeah. Interesting. But if you so do you write previously an iBooks author now in pages, do you actually write in that tool or do you write like no. markdown somewhere? Or what do you, how do you write? Exactly.
1: I, I use Ulysses mainly for writing. Mm-hmm. Um, although with the book I'm working on right now, I, I'm not going to give the title yet. Cause it's just not done, but the um, I'm writing the whole thing in pages, but this book is going to be like a 20 to 25,000 word book. It's not going to be super long. And uh, and I, I like the idea. I really like the idea of, being able to write it in pages because I can add links and do things while I'm writing that used to be like whole separate procedures you had to do later. It's faster if you do it all at once. Some of the stuff.
0: Yeah. And you figured like within- out how to write so that it'll flow. I mean, do you at the last minute plop in the images? Is that like yeah. the, the very last thing?
1: um not entirely like when we get offline i'll send you the current book where it's at just don't but so you can get an idea but it's some images already in there and i'm doing a lot of testing obviously because it's the first time i've written a book with this tool Mm -hmm. um but there some images some video i've already got in there and and i'm just doing some stuff uh, you know it kind of depends on how you're feeling some days uh, what i do for the books is i get up every day at 6 a.m from 6 a.m to 8 a.m every day i work on a book and i don't I don't take legal calls. I don't check my email. I don't, you know, eat breakfast. I don't do anything except write. And then afterwards, I always do some exercise or take a walk or go swimming or whatever to kind of clear my mind. But that's like my morning golden time. And some days you wake up and you feel great and you want to write a lot. And some days you're like, you know, I don't feel like I just don't have the writing in me. So I'll spend a little bit of time working on the book formatting and things like that. Okay. But but it's still dedicated time to a book. Yeah, the idea is if nothing, if everything else goes to heck during the day, I at least got two hours done on a book.
0: Interesting. Interesting. That's a good way to do it. I'm just trying to picture it's so easy to spend time fooling around with getting an image to look right in embedded into text that I could picture if you spent too much time putting those, uh, putting in images and putting in videos, formatting all that, you could easily lose the flow of what you're trying to write.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, largely all that stuff happens at the end because of that.
0: Okay. Interesting. So, how do you tell pages that you want to make a, a an EPUB
1: 3 book? Uh, when you click new.
0: Yeah. I actually Go just down looked down at that. Books. New and there's books.
1: And, and then have to then read that little tiny gray text. Pick, <laughs> yeah. You pick one of the, um, This week in geriatric computing, (laughs) Allison complains about the gradient. Uh, No, you you pick a book format. And then when you go, when you're done writing your book, you go to file, export, and then there's a EPUB. Oh, okay. So
0: any of them can go to, can export to EPUB. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought, I think in, in iBooks author, you have to have chosen the template that is an EPUB template.
1: Yeah, okay. well, yeah, you do. And iBooks Author really wasn't made to be an EPUB tool. Yeah. It's really made to be an iBooks tool.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, um, uh, we should mention, you You mentioned it uh, somewhat, but what David was referring to was if you write a book in iBooks Author and you publish it as an iBook, you can only sell it in iBooks. Yeah. And that's not the hugest market in the world.
1: Well, you can give it away or you can only sell it in iBooks. Yeah. And it's, it's dot .iBooks. And what happened was ePub 3 was lagging, you know, it's made by a committee and you know how it goes when you have a committee takes forever to do anything. So 5 years ago Apple said, "You know what? We got the idea where ePubs going, we're going to make we're going to make our own add a few extra features and we're going to just going to slap .dot .iBooks format on the file." It's really iBooks is a is very close to ePub 3, but it's it's a proprietary to Apple. And so, you know, one of the advantages for me as an author switching over to ePub in addition to being able to I um, have some more stable software to make it in is that I don't have to just sell it through iBooks. Like uh, there's a lot of people who um, want some of my books that in their country, they don't have an iBook store. You know, there's so you not You literally everywhere.
0: can't sell it to them.
1: Yeah. So what I do is I make uh, Apple is fine with you making a PDF of an iBooks book. So I burn off a PDF of it and I am, and then I put it in a folder with all of the extra video and stuff, but then you have to go find it and click it. It's not quite as nice. No.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, but,
1: but I've got a product for those people. So if they want it, they can have it. Um, when I go forward, the EPUB thing will be great. People that don't live in countries that can't, don't have my bookstore can still buy the EPUB and they'll be able to, you know, have it with all the embedded rich video stuff, just like anybody else.
0: Now, do you do, do you do your own CSS, your own cascading style sheets? No. Okay. So you're just using one of the formats that's already there?
1: Yeah, but I mean, I have modified it a great deal over the years, and every every book I make it changes a little bit.
0: Okay. Do you open an old book and erase everything and start the next book?
1: Um, what, what I did was once format? I got the once I got the format in the way I wanted, I saved it with several blank templates with different little tweaks. Oh, Okay. And then I I go to that. Like for instance, my my um my presentations field guide is a portrait mode book, mm-hmm. and that does not have flowing text. It's only a graphic it's basically more like an epub book than an ibooks book and i've got that as a template so if i wanted to do that again i'd go to that one but because i'm it looks like i'm going to be moving to pages for future projects all those templates don't matter anymore i've been creating new ones now that i'm in pages
0: okay would you encourage people to write books
1: yeah, if you got something to say,
0: <laughs> it's like how many times have you met somebody who says, "I want a podcast. I got a mic and a computer, and I'm I need to. I got software. What should I podcast about?"
1: Yeah, nope. <laughs> you, know, it, it, you know, it goes back podcasting, writing, whatever it is. If you, you got to be really passionate about it, whatever you want to say, because it's a tremendous amount of work. Yeah, and it, it's not particular. I mean, if you think you've got a great idea to write a book or make a podcast to make money you should go get a job making french fries and mcdonald's i guarantee you <laughs> at the end of the day you'll make more money so that's not the reason right but if you got something you got to get out of your system then you should do it that's, that's why i made that free agents podcast i felt like i was so passionate about you know what it, is it possible to work on your own uh, that i had to get it out of my system and make a show about it. you know that I, I probably think that's the reason why you do this every week
0: definitely definitely you know i had a um I had a boss once named Laura Gotti, and during a performance review one year, she said the most amazing thing to me. She said, did you know that you don't have to say everything you think? (laughs) <laughs> I wrote it down, David. I put it in my Palm Pilot at the time. I'm thinking, wow, that's profound. That had actually never occurred to people.
1: Before. I could just see you embroidering it on something.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, this has been really cool. I've learned a lot, and uh, and I'm sure the audience did. And uh, let us I did not do this so that David could spam us, but I want him to spam us and tell us, uh, we've got the Mac Power Users Show, we've got the Free Agents Show. If they want to buy your books, they would just go into iBooks and search for.
1: Yeah, David Sparks, or even go to the website, maxsparky.com, and they're all just listed down the side. So you can take a look at them and see if anything's of interest to you. I'm really proud of the, the, the um, iPhone Field Guide. That's the latest one. And it's I'm getting beautiful. a ton of great feedback on it. So I'm, I'm very happy with that. And uh, it took me a long time to write that book. It took two years to get that book written. So it was kind of a journey in itself.
0: Oh, I just remembered one more question I want to ask you about. I think I read that you have tricked someone in your family into helping you assemble the books.
1: Yes. Yes. My, my daughter, um, No, your daughter's money. six.
0: She can't be old enough to do no, it. No,
1: she's in college, Allison. No, she's, she's 21 not. Now. Cause I'd be old <laughs> if 21. that were true. <laughs> she's 21. And they had a, she had some free time like in between school and job and all that. And I said, you want to make some money? Okay. So, um, uh, when I, so I had written all the text. So her job was to take the text from the Ulysses text file. And then I had set up the specimen chapter and she duplicated it 44 times and pasted all the text in. And then for each of the apps that I, cause a lot of the book is about saying, Hey, here's some really good apps. You know, I went and like, whatever, like mind mapping is one of them. I, I, what are the, my favorite apps for mind mapping? And so every app I picked uh, for the, the book, She went into the app store, got the icon, cleaned up the icon, put it in the book. So she had like, it was basic, it was drudge work, let's be honest. But the, um, but you know, she, she handled it. And now her and I, until the day I die, can have funny stories about iBooks author to share together (laughs) because she had many of the same experiences you did.
0: (laughs) That's nice. All right. So note to self, hire David's daughter for the hard parts.
1: Yeah, there you go. There you go.
0: (laughs) All right, David. Thanks so much for coming on. This was a real blast. I look forward to talking to you again soon.
1: Uh are you going to Maxstock? I'm not this year, but I uh I'm going to I have I'm going a friend of mine's getting married, so I'm gonna be okay. out of town. Okay, but good the, excuse. Um, but the, uh, I wanted to go. I've never been, and I really miss Macworld. I mean, oh, lately, I've it. been missing it more than ever, I think, cause, because of the number of years, you know. Yeah. Uh, we did a Mac Power Users Meetup in Chicago recently, and Barry showed up. And I was like, oh, Barry, I want to, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so um, I, I feel like Macstock is the place to be. So I, I, I wrote them, and I'm going to try and go in 2019 Good. I, think I good. even have it on my calendar already. You should.
0: So. Yeah, Maxak is the bomb. It's it it does fill a lot of that void. It's it's short and sweet, but it's uh, it does fill the void of being with with our people. It's got yeah. it's got the right vibe. It's exactly it. So, all right. Well, I did promise I wouldn't keep you too long. I really appreciate you uh, you doing this with us and joining us. And again, uh, the place to look for David Sparks is maxsparky.com dot com. Bye.
1: Dave. I just want to thank. I can kind I of just thank you, Allison, for all the stuff you've done for me over the years. You've been such a fan and a friend to me uh, oh. as I try to uh, to get this stuff out. Really appreciate it. And I don't know if your your listeners must know what a gem it is to have you every week in their ears.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much. That's really kind of you. I, I'm I, now I'm blushing.
1: There you go. Well, now we're even. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. We'll talk to you again soon, David. Bye bye. Bye bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. This show is not supported by ads. It's supported by you. If you learn from the show, or even if you're just merely entertained by the shows, please consider supporting the show. If you go to podfeet.com, there's a big red button in the top banner that says, Support the Show. If you click it, that will reveal to you several ways to contribute. You can pledge a monthly amount using Patreon. You can use the Amazon affiliate link for your country. You can make a one-time donation using PayPal, or you can record a listener review, which is an awesome way to contribute. You can always chat directly with me via Twitter at Podfeet or email me at allison at podfeet.com. You can join the conversation in Facebook by going to podfeet.com slash Facebook or on Google Plus at podfeet.com slash Google Plus. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.